story four of the bet and other stories by anton chekhov this librivox recording is in the public domain story four misfortune sophia petrovna the wife of the solicitor lubianzev a handsome young woman of about twenty-five was walking quickly along a forest path with her bungalow neighbour the barrister ilyin it was just after four in the distance above the path white feathery clouds gathered from behind them some bright blue pieces of cloud showed through the clouds were motionless as if caught on the tops of the tall aged fir trees it was calm and warm in the distance the path was cut across by a low railway embankment along which at this hour for some reason or other a sentry strode just behind the embankment a big six-towered church with a rusty roof shone white i did not expect to meet you here sophia petrovna was saying looking down and touching the last year's leaves with the end of her parasol but now i am glad i have met you i want to speak to you seriously and finally ivan mikhailovich if you really love and respect me i implore you to stop pursuing me you follow me like a shadow there's such a wicked look in your eye you make love to me write extraordinary letters and oh, i don't know how all this is going to end good heavens what can this lead to ilyin was silent sophia petrovna took a few steps and continued and this sudden complete change has happened in two or three weeks after five years of friendship i do not know you any more ivan mikhailovich sophia petrovna glanced sideways at her companion he was staring intently screwing up his eyes at the feathery clouds the expression of his face was angry capricious and distracted like that of a man who suffers and at the same time must listen to nonsense it is annoying that you yourself can't realize it madame lubianzev continued shrugging her shoulders please understand that you're not playing a very nice game i am married i love and respect my husband i have a daughter don't you really care in the slightest for all this besides as an old friend you know my views on family life on the sanctity of the home generally ilyin gave an angry grunt and sighed the sanctity of the home he murmured good lord yes yes i love and respect my husband and at any rate the peace of my family life is precious to me i'd sooner let myself be killed than be the cause of andrey's or his daughter's unhappiness so please ivan mikhailovich for goodness sake please leave me alone let us be good and dear friends and give up these sighings and gaspings which don't suit you it's settled and done with not another word about it let us talk of something else sophia petrovna again glanced sideways at ilyin he was looking up he was pale and angrily he bit his trembling lips madame lubianzev could not understand why he was disturbed and angry but his pallor moved her don't be cross let's be friends she said sweetly agreed here is my hand ilyin took her tiny plump hand in both his pressed it and slowly raised it to his lips i'm not a schoolboy he murmured i'm not in the least attracted by the idea of friendship with the woman i love that's enough 
stop it is all settled and done with we have come as far as the bench let us sit down a sweet sense of repose filled sophia petrovna's soul the most difficult and delicate thing was already said the tormenting question was settled and done with now she could breathe easily and look straight at ilyin she looked at him and the egotistical sense of superiority that a woman feels over her lover caressed her pleasantly she liked the way this big strong man with a virile angry face and a huge black beard sat obediently at her side and hung his head they were silent for a little while nothing is yet settled and done with ilyin began you are reading me a sermon i love and respect my husband the sanctity of the home i know all that for myself and i can tell you more honestly and sincerely i confess that i consider my conduct as criminal and immoral what else but why say what is known already instead of sermonizing you had far better tell me what i am to do i have already told you go away i have gone you know quite well i have started five times and halfway there i have come back again i can show you the through tickets i have kept them all safe but i haven't the power to run away from you i struggle frightfully but what in heaven's name is the use if i cannot harden myself if i'm weak and faint-hearted i can't fight nature do you understand i cannot i run away from her and she holds me back by my coat-tails vile vulgar weakness ilyin blushed got up and began walking by the bench how i hate and despise myself good lord i'm like a vicious boy running after another man's wife writing idiotic letters degrading myself Ugh! he clutched his head grunted and sat down now comes your lack of sincerity into the bargain he continued with bitterness if you don't think i am playing a nice game why are you here what drew you in my letters i only ask you for a straightforward answer yes or no and instead of giving it me every day you contrive that we shall meet by chance and you treat me to quotations from a moral copy-book madame lubianzev reddened and got frightened she suddenly felt the kind of awkwardness that a modest woman would feel at being suddenly discovered naked you seem to suspect some deceit on my side she murmured i have always given you a straight answer and i ask you for one to-day ah does one ask such things if you had said to me at once go away i would have gone long ago but you never told me to never once have you been frank strange irresolution my god either you're playing with me or ilyin did not finish and rested his head in his hands sophia petrovna recalled her behaviour all through she remembered that she had felt all these days not only indeed but even in her most intimate thoughts opposed to ilyin's love but at the same moment she knew that there was a grain of truth in the barrister's words and not knowing what kind of truth it was she could not think no matter how much she thought about it what to say to him in answer to his complaint it was awkward being silent so she said shrugging her shoulders so i'm to blame for that too i don't blame you for your insincerity sighed ilyin it slipped out unconsciously 
your insincerity is natural to you in the natural order of things as well if all mankind were to agree suddenly to become serious everything would go to the devil to ruin sophia petrovna was not in the mood for philosophy but she was glad of the opportunity to change the conversation and asked why indeed because only savages and animals are sincere since civilization introduced into society the demand for instance for such a luxury as woman's virtue sincerity has been out of place angrily ilyin began to thrust his stick into the sand madame lubianzev listened without understanding much of it she liked the conversation first of all she was pleased that a gifted man should speak to her an average woman about intellectual things also it gave her great pleasure to watch how the pale lively still angry young face was working much she did not understand but the fine courage of modern man was revealed to her the courage by which he without reflection or surmise solves the great questions and constructs his simple conclusions suddenly she discovered that she was admiring him and it frightened her pardon but i don't really understand she hastened to say why did you mention insincerity i entreat you once more be a dear good friend and leave me alone sincerely i ask it good i'll do my best but hardly anything will come of it either i'll put a bullet through my brain or i'll start drinking in the stupidest possible way things will end badly for me everything has its limit even a struggle with nature tell me now how can one struggle with madness if you've drunk wine how can you get over the excitement what can i do if your image has grown into my soul and stands incessantly before my eyes night and day as plain as that fir-tree there tell me then what thing i must do to get out of this wretched unhappy state when all my thoughts desires and dreams belong not to me but to some devil that has got hold of me i love you i love you so much that i've turned away from my path given up my career and my closest friends forgot my god never in my life have i loved so much sophia petrovna who was not expecting this turn drew her body away from ilyin and glanced at him frightened tears shone in his eyes his lips trembled and a hungry suppliant expression showed over all his face i love you he murmured bringing his own eyes near to her big frightened ones you are so beautiful i'm suffering now but i swear i could remain so all my life suffering and looking into your eyes but oh keep silent i implore you sophia petrovna as if taken unawares began quickly quickly to think out words with which to stop him i shall go away she decided but no sooner had she moved to get up than ilyin was on his knees at her feet already he embraced her knees looked into her eyes and spoke passionately ardently beautifully she did not hear his words for her fear and agitation somehow now at this dangerous moment when her knees pleasantly contracted as in a warm bath she sought with evil intention to read some meaning into her sensation 
she was angry because the whole of her instead of protesting virtue was filled with weakness laziness and emptiness like a drunken man to whom the ocean is but knee-deep only in the depths of her soul a little remote malignant voice teased oh why don't you go away then this is right is it seeking in herself an explanation she could not understand why she had not withdrawn the hand to which ilion's lips clung like a leech nor why at the same time as ilion she looked hurriedly right and left to see that they were not observed the fir-trees and the clouds stood motionless and gazed at them severely like broken-down masters who see something going on but have been bribed not to report to the head the sentry on the embankment stood like a stick and seemed to be staring at the bench oh let him look thought sophia petrovna but but, but listen she said at last with despair in her voice what will this lead to what will happen afterwards i don't know i don't know he began to whisper waving these unpleasant questions aside the hoarse jarring whistle of a railway engine became audible this cold prosaic sound of the everyday world made madame lubianzev start it's time i must go she said getting up quickly the train is coming andrey is arriving he will want his dinner sophia petrovna turned her blazing cheeks to the embankment first the engine came slowly into sight after it the carriages it was not a bungalow train but a goods train in a long row one after another like the days of man's life the cars drew past the white background of the church and there seemed to be no end to them but at last the train disappeared and the end car with the guard and the lighted lamps disappeared into the green sophia petrovna turned sharply and not looking at ilyin began to walk quickly back along the path she had herself in control again red with shame offended not by ilyin no but by the cowardice and shamelessness with which she a good respectable woman allowed a stranger to embrace her knees she had only one thought now to reach her bungalow and her family as quickly as possible the barrister could hardly keep up with her turning from the path on to a little track she glanced at him so quickly that she noticed only the sand on his knees and she motioned with her hand at him to let her be running into the house sophia petrovna stood for about five minutes motionless in her room looking now at the window then at the writing-table you disgraceful woman she scolded herself disgraceful in spite of herself she recollected every detail hiding nothing how all these days she had been against ilyin's love-making yet she was somehow drawn to meet him and explain but besides this when he was lying at her feet she felt an extraordinary pleasure she recalled everything not sparing herself and now stifled with shame she could have slapped her own face poor andre she thought trying as she remembered her husband to give her face the tenderest possible expression varya my poor darling child does not know what a mother she has forgive me my dears i love you very much very much 
and wishing to convince herself that she was still a good wife and mother that corruption had not yet touched those sanctities of hers of which she had spoken to ilyin sophia petrovna ran into the kitchen and scolded the cook for not having laid the table for andrey ilyitch she tried to imagine her husband's tired hungry look and pitying him aloud she laid the table herself a thing which she had never done before then she found her daughter varya lifted her up in her hands and kissed her passionately the child seemed to her heavy and cold but she would not own it to herself and she began to tell her what a good dear splendid father she had but when soon after andrey ilyitch arrived she barely greeted him the flow of imaginary feelings had ebbed away without convincing her of anything she was only exasperated and enraged by the lie she sat at the window suffered and raged only in distress can people understand how difficult it is to master their thoughts and feelings sophia petrovna said afterwards a confusion was going on inside her as hard to define as to count a cloud of swiftly flying sparrows thus from the fact that she was delighted at her husband's arrival and pleased with the way he behaved at dinner she suddenly concluded that she had begun to hate him andrey ilyitch languid with hunger and fatigue while waiting for the soup fell upon the sausage and ate it greedily chewing loudly and moving his temples my god thought sophia petrovna i do love and respect him but why does he chew so disgustingly her thoughts were no less disturbed than her feelings madame lubyantsev like all who have no experience of the struggle with unpleasant thought did her best not to think of her unhappiness and the more zealously she tried the more vivid ilyin became to her imagination the sand on his knees the feathery clouds the train why did i idiot go to-day she teased herself and am i really a person who can't answer for herself fear has big eyes when andrey ilyitch had finished the last course she had already resolved to tell him everything and so escape from danger andrey i want to speak to you seriously she began after dinner when her husband was taking off his coat and boots in order to have a lie-down well let's go away from here how where to it's still too early to go to town no travel or something like that travel murmured the solicitor stretching himself i dream of it myself but where shall i get the money and who'll look after my business after a little reflection he added yes really are you bored go by yourself if you want to sophia petrovna agreed but at the same time she saw that ilyin would be glad of the opportunity to travel in the same train with her in the same carriage she pondered and looked at her husband who was full-fed but still languid for some reason her eyes stopped on his feet tiny almost womanish in stupid socks on the toe of both socks little threads were standing out under the drawn blind a bumblebee was knocking against the window-pane and buzzing sophia petrovna stared at the threads listening to the bumblebee and pictured her journey 
day and night ilyin sits opposite without taking his eyes from her angry with his weakness and pale with the pain of his soul he brands himself as a libertine accuses her tears his hair but when the dark comes he seizes the chance when the passengers go to sleep or alight at a station and falls on his knees before her and clasps her feet as he did by the bench she realized that she was dreaming listen i am not going by myself she said you must come too sofoknet that's all imagination sighed lubianzev you must be serious and only ask for the possible you'll come when you find out thought sophia petrovna having decided to go away at all costs she began to feel free from danger her thoughts fell gradually into order she became cheerful and even allowed herself to think about everything whatever she may think or dream about she is going all the same while her husband still slept little by little evening came she sat in the drawing-room playing the piano outside the window the evening animation the sound of music but chiefly the thought of her own cleverness in mastering her misery gave the final touch to her joy other women her easy conscience told her in a position like her own would surely not resist they would spin round like a whirlwind but she was nearly burnt up with shame she suffered and now she had escaped from a danger which perhaps was non-existent her virtue and resolution moved her so much that she even glanced at herself in the glass three times when it was dark visitors came the men sat down to cards in the dining-room the ladies were in the drawing-room and on the terrace ilyin came last he was stern and gloomy and looked ill he sat down on a corner of the sofa and did not get up for the whole evening usually cheerful and full of conversation he was now silent frowning and rubbing his eyes when he had to answer a question he smiled with difficulty and only with his upper lip answering abruptly and spitefully he made about five jokes in all but his jokes seemed crude and insolent it seemed to sophia petrovna that he was on the brink of hysteria but only now as she sat at the piano did she acknowledge that the unhappy man was not in the mood to joke that he was sick in his soul he could find no place for himself it was for her sake he was ruining the best days of his career and his youth wasting his last farthing on a bungalow had left his mother and sisters uncared for and above all was breaking down under the martyrdom of his struggle from simple common humanity she ought to take him seriously all this was dear to her even to paining her if she were to go up to ilyin now and say to him no there would be such strength in her voice that it would be hard to disobey but she did not go up to him and she did not say it did not even think it the petty selfishness of a young nature seemed never to have been revealed in her as strongly as that evening she admitted that ilyin was unhappy and that he sat on the sofa as if on hot coals she was sorry for him but at the same time the presence of the man who loved her so desperately filled her with a triumphant sense of her own power she felt her youth her beauty her inaccessibility and uh, since she had decided to go away 
she gave herself full rein this evening she coquetted laughed continually she sang with singular emotion and as one inspired everything made her gay and everything seemed funny it amused her to recall the incident of the bench the sentry looking on the visitors seemed funny to her ilian's insolent jokes his tie-pin which she had never seen before the pin was a little red snake with tiny diamond eyes the snake seemed so funny that she was ready to kiss and kiss it sophia petrovna nervously sang romantic songs with a kind of half intoxication and as if jeering at another sorrow she chose sad melancholy songs that spoke of lost hopes of the past of old age and old age is approaching nearer and nearer she sang what had she to do with old age there's something wrong going on in me she thought now and then through laughter and singing at twelve o'clock the visitors departed ilian was the last to go she still felt warm enough about him to go with him to the lower step of the terrace she had the idea of telling him that she was going away with her husband just to see what effect this news would have upon him the moon was hiding behind the clouds but it was so bright that sophia petrovna could see the wind playing with the tails of his overcoat and with the creepers on the terrace it was also plain how pale ilyin was and how he twisted his upper lip trying to smile sonya sonetchka my dear little woman he murmured not letting her speak my darling my pretty one in a paroxysm of tenderness with tears in his voice he showered her with endearing words each tenderer than the other and was already speaking to her as if she were his wife or his mistress suddenly and unexpectedly to her he put one arm round her and with the other hand he seized her elbow my dear one my beauty he began to whisper kissing the nape of her neck be sincere come to me now she slipped out of his embrace and lifted her head to break out in indignation and revolt but indignation did not come and of all her praiseworthy virtue and purity there was left only enough for her to say that which all average women say in similar circumstances you must be mad but really let us go continued ilyin just now and over there by the bench i felt convinced that you sonya were as helpless as myself you too will be all the worse for it you love me and you are making a useless bargain with your conscience seeing that she was leaving him he seized her by her lace sleeve and ended quickly if not to-day then to-morrow but you will have to give in what's the good of putting it off my dear my darling sonya the verdict has been pronounced why postpone the execution why deceive yourself sophia petrovna broke away from him and suddenly disappeared inside the door she returned to the drawing-room shut the piano mechanically stared for a long time at the cover of a music-book and sat down she could neither stand nor think from her agitation and passion remained only an awful weakness mingled with laziness and tiredness her conscience whispered to her that she had behaved wickedly and foolishly to-night like a madwoman 
that just now she had been kissed on the terrace and even now she had some strange sensation in her waist and in her elbow not a soul was in the drawing-room only a single candle was burning madame lubianzev sat on a little round stool before the piano without stirring as if waiting for something and as if taking advantage of her extreme exhaustion and the dark a heavy unconquerable desire began to possess her like a boa constrictor it enchained her limbs and soul it grew every second and was no longer threatening but stood clear before her in all its nakedness she sat thus for half an hour not moving and not stopping herself from thinking of ilyin then she got up lazily and went slowly into the bedroom andrey ilyitch was in bed already she sat by the window and gave herself to her desire she felt no more confusion all her feelings and thoughts pressed lovingly round some clear purpose she still had a mind to struggle but instantly she waved her hand impotently realizing the strength and the determination of the foe to fight him power and strength were necessary but her birth upbringing and life had given her nothing on which to lean you're immoral you're horrible she tormented herself for her weakness you're a nice sort you are so indignant was her insulted modesty at this weakness that she called herself all the bad names that she knew and she related to herself many insulting degrading truths thus she told herself that she never was moral and she had not fallen before only because there was no pretext that her day-long struggle had been nothing but a game and a comedy oh, let us admit that i struggled she thought but what kind of a fight was it even prostitutes struggle before they sell themselves and still they do sell themselves it's a pretty sort of fight like milk turns in a day she realized that it was not love that drew her from her home nor ilyin's personality but the sensations which await her a little weakened type like the rest of them when the young bird's mother was killed a hoarse tenor finished singing if i am going it's time thought sophia petrovna her heart began to beat with a frightful force andrey she almost cried listen shall we go away shall we yes yes i've told you already you go alone but listen she said if you don't come too you may lose me i seem to be in love already who with andrey ilyitch asked it must be all the same for you who with sophia petrovna cried out andrey ilyitch got up dangled his feet over the side of the bed with a look of surprise at the dark form of his wife imagination he yawned he could not believe her but all the same he was frightened after having thought for a while and asked his wife some unimportant questions he gave his views of the family of infidelity he spoke sleepily for about ten minutes and then lay down again his remarks had no success there were a great many opinions in this world and more than half of them belonged to people who have never known misery in spite of the late hour the bungalow people were still moving behind their windows sophia petrovna put on a long coat and stood for a while thinking 
she still had force of mind to say to her sleepy husband are you asleep i'm going for a little walk would you like to come with me that was her last hope receiving no answer she walked out it was breezy and cool she did not feel the breeze or the darkness but walked on and on and irresistible power drove her and it seemed to her that if she stopped that power would push her in the back you're an immoral woman she murmured mechanically you're horrible she was choking for breath burning with shame did not feel her feet under her for that which drove her along was stronger than her shame her reason her fear end of story four